callers do not represent those of WQAM's management, staff, or sponsors. No! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. Can't beat that gator meat. Now, 560 WQAM presents the QAM Road Crew. To reach Depot and the rest of the crew, visiting hours are 12 to 3 p.m. on Sunday. For conjugal visits, 4 to 6 p.m. on leap year. Now, here's Depot and the QAM Road Crew. I, uh, I'm sorry I can't get to your calls right now. I'm, uh, I'm a little busy picking up this trash here on the side of the road. Who are you talking to, Defoe? Oh, just, uh, maintaining a little dignity here. So, that's what everybody loves about you, Defoe. Yeah, start looking busy. Here comes the screw. Hey! We ain't mess over here, I'll uh-huh. tell you. We got a mess, baby. We got a real big, <coughs> bloody, smelly, gooey mess. Here's a fax right off the bat that says, you know something, when I came in here this morning, I felt great. And then there's a little something that happened, which I don't want to talk about. But now, I, can't, I don't even sound like me anymore. You know what? <clears throat> I bet you my blood sugar is about 7,000. feel like crap. Anyway, it says your poll was manipulated again. Friday's Defoe poll. Oh, is that Jeff Defraudist they're talking about? Had its ballot box stuffed. Florida Gators message boards urged... Like, like we don't already know this? Florida Gators message boards urged online members to vote against him, turning a sure vote of confidence into a mockery. Well, what does that mean, vote of confidence? Because you took this silly poll on Friday, therefore it's a vote of confidence or not? Like it's got something to do with anything. Right. Like like they're going to make a decision based on some poll of a bunch of people out there who have no idea what the hell they're talking about. In addition to which, if I would ask the poll, because I do do better poll than George, I would have given another choice. The poll was, should WQAM keep, keep Jeff defraudist? Yes or no? I would have said, I don't care because I don't listen. Well, obviously. That's what I would have voted. Well, there you go. But anyway, 1,874 votes. As soon as I turned that thing on there last night, 1,877, I said to myself, something's askew here. And come to find out that these asshole Gator people, most of whom, keep in mind, don't listen to WQAM, certainly aren't listening to this show online right now, except that one chronic putz up there that we'll never put on the air again from Gainesville. But because... Jeff the Fraudist made you know made part of his uh, claim to fame or infamy here, uh, ripping the Gators and Steve Spurrier all the time. About forty percent of his act, I would say. Yes. So therefore, in a fit of peak, oh, let's get on that poll, and they put on the message boards, and we've got probably about a thousand people there voting on a poll who wouldn't know Jeff the Fraudist if uh, you know if he gave him their bookies number. Thank God there's telephones, Defoe. Not good that we got telephones. So even if you're like under house arrest and you got that thing around your ankle. Kind of like the Taliban guys in Guantanamo. Uh-huh. You can still call that bookie, baby. 
Now, the good deal is he paid the Mikasukis back 18000 and something like that. May have to pay up to a quarter million dollars in fines. Only $50. Just like now, I got a good tip on that uh, Patriots-Steeler game next week. How about that Tom Brady, baby? Oh! That's my one goal in life, is to shake that man's gl- uh, hand. That's right. He must have a pair the size of Harry Elefante. Nice going, Tommy. And just to prove to you here that QAMC, this is not a simple uh, black and white issue. This is a very complex issue. And you know something? The, the best, about the best way you can look at it is by saying a plague on both their houses, including me, uh, Defoe and Greg. Yeah, him too. Because if anybody deserves this, it's Greg. You screw people over. And let me also say this. How is it possible that Greg Reed and, and uh, Bluff Lindsay, the leadership here at QAM, and I say that with a uh, <laughs> yeah, leadership, they were the only two people in the building didn't know about this. There were rumors flying all up and down the hallway for days. Oh, but there was some scandal with Defoe, and it was going to blow up in our face, and yada. It was all over the building. And yet Greg walks around with that usual, what me worry look on his face, you know? With that big hole in his head, airing it out. And then puts on this big act like, oh, this, what did he say to a Barry Jackass? And he can't stop talking to Barry Jackass. He can't stop. This is why they both deserve whatever they're going to get. Whatever the fallout is. The problem is the rest of us don't deserve it. And the proof of that I have in my hands right here. We had a great fall book, which comes out Friday afternoon. I come back yesterday after a nice weekend out of this toilet. And there's a frantic message from Duff, from our program director, Muff Lindsay. Frantic. She's down there in the keys. So I call the, uh, the cell number. And sure enough, after about 15 rings, after he puts the bottle down, there he is on the phone. Well, you can understand he's under a lot of pressure. He's under a lot of duress. Nice duress, uh, Duff. And he's so hysterical, I had to hold the phone about three feet from my ear. You know. I mean, there was enough deviousness here all the way around that it's it's a match made in purgatory. And oh, by the way, the book came out Friday afternoon and we kicked ass. Morning show actually went up. What used to be the morning show now, it's uh, just Geldy in the morning skeleton crew is what we got. Didn't I say you don't put somebody's name on the show? It's been the first team from the beginning. Didn't I say that a million times last week? You don't put somebody's name on the show, especially a show like that. Who'd want their name on that show? If it was the first team, you know, the parts are interchangeable. Like they always have been. It's Jimmy Syphilis. It's John Moynihan. It's Joe Rose. And speaking of Joe Rose, I don't get it. Here's another guy who left here under the nastiest of terms. He's got a big heart on. Yeah. Who told uh, Greg that he was, in fact, that's what started this whole domino effect. And, you know, he told Greg uh, months ago that he was leaving to seek his fortune on Channel 6 to be like a TV sports uh, mogul, (laughs) maggot, whatever he's going to be. And... Greg, in a fit of pique, fires everybody on a morning show. Blows him out. Calls up his little boyfriend, Barry Jackass. Puts it in the newspaper. Oh, these guys are fired. They suck. So instead of like saying, okay, well, we wish you the best of luck. We'll find somebody to stick in there. He, he you know, sends Joe Rose out the door pretending that the guy is fired. Asks him to stay an extra week or two because we didn't have the, the San Diego um, boot camp. Wasn't, uh, you know, I uh, didn't have all the pieces in place yet of that puzzle. And Joe says, no, stick it up your ass. Leaves this place, and now guess what? He signs to take up the weekend spots that Mandage used to do. 
He's coming back. Is there anybody out there who uh, who understands this? Go fuck your behind. Go back behind it again or I mean, under the, it. This whole deal with the morning show and Gregory blowing up this radio station is one of the most aberrant. I've always said if it isn't broken, they'll try to fix it. But this this transcends anything I've ever seen in the history of this business. And then it winds up blowing up a big one <laughs> in Greg's face. Who still can't stop talking to Barry Jackass. He's probably on the phone with Barry right now. In fact, he's probably got Barry sitting on his knee like like uh, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. He's probably got him a pop, 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 you know, into his ear. And Greg says, we named the morning show after him. It's very sad. I'm disappointed he didn't, didn't come to us sooner about this. He let it blow up, up as a bomb <coughs> on us. Jeff the Fraud has dropped the big <coughs> bomb on QAM, says Greg Reed. So there, there's no nothing definitive to say when you come right down to it. But I will anyway. I'll do, I'll do my best to unravel it. We got a mess. Ten minutes after nine at 560 WQM. Let me tell you about Oleomed right now. In fact, I was smearing olive oil on my feet last night. Just just from the uh, general uh, ambiance of this whole place, knowing I was coming back here today, I got out the big bottle of olive oil and I was smearing it on my feet. Anyway, in Europe, they've been using olive oil on their food, on their feet, on their armpits, up their nose for centuries. And now you can get the benefits of olive oil with Oleomed, a great new product. Oleomed gives you all the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil with vitamins, minerals, and herbals in a soft gel capsule that's easy to take to help your heart, your cholesterol, your circulatory, digestive endocrine system, your skin and bones, as well as your mind. Oleomed promotes help for your heart, your prostate, your blood pressure, your colon energy, and mood balance, all using the benefits of pure olive oil like they've been doing in those Mediterranean and European countries for centuries, for a coon's age. Oleomed's got supplements for men and for women as well. So pick some up. You'll find it available at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Discount Pharmacy, and Sedano's. If you don't see it on shelves, just ask the store manager, tap him on the shoulder and say, Hey, where the hell is it, man? Where's the Oleomed? For more information on their products, you can call them toll-free, 866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-OLEOMED. And you can order their products on their website, oleomedamerica.com. Get the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil with Oleomed. Mediterranean wellness available. Greg hates you. They say our love is taboo. That what we're doing is wrong. But I don't care what they say. Because my love is so strong. They tell us we should be ashamed. We're not husband and wife. But I cherish each moment with you. I'm so glad you're in my life. You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch You're not like other men I'm glad we share a prison cell When lights go out at ten I can't escape the way I feel Now that would be a crime As long as I am doing you I don't mind doing time Cause you're my prison bitch, my prison bitch and I have no regrets I got you for a candy bar And a pack of cigarettes At first you were resistant But now you are my friend I knew that I would get you in the end Prison bitch Prison bitch I guess that you were sent from up above 
bitch. Turn up the lights, cause I can hardly wait. Prison bitch. Prison bitch. When I get out, I'm ready to go straight. You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch. I'll never say goodbye. You're not like all the others. Too bad they had to die. On second thought, I think I'll stay. If you want me to, your prison bitch is never leaving you. Yeah, at first you were my cellmate. WQMC. If anybody thinks that I'm going to like uh, uh, suck up to Defoe here today, you're wrong. Or if I'm going to suck up to Greg Reed, you're really wrong. I, like I said, it's a match made in purgatory. They both deserve exactly what they're going to get, which is uh, living hell. We're, we're, here's a fax from Greg Henson in Detroit. But out, Greg. My groupie up there at that station in Detroit. The overhead's all screwed up again, by the way. That's why it sounds so strange to me. Do I sound strange to me? Yes. Yeah. No? Well, I mean, it might be down in the other room, but... Probably, because it's been the weekend, you know. Anyway, Greg Henson says, What the hell happened to the morning show? I missed the start of your show, and yada, yada. Well, I'm not bitching about anything. I'm just explaining to you. How come, when I come on the air, and I'm talking about whatever is going on, I'm bitching, and yet if you or somebody else comes on here, you're just uh, discussing the day's events. Because you're just a bitch. Right. Well, that's beside the point. Hey, Greg Henson, mind your own business. The show starts at 9 o'clock, which is another problem. Look at that. Wouldn't you have thought that after all the stuff and all weekend long of the article after article and all the build-up of this, there'd be this uh, tremendous response on this when I sat down here this morning? There's not a call on the board. Nothing. So nice going, Greg. We just had, we just gave you, we handed it to you. No promotion, no assistance, nothing. And hand to you this gigantic fall rating book. Uh, the morning show moved way the hell up, way up. This show, number one by a mile with a gigantic fall book. It's part of the fact that George thinks the numbers are stacked against them in the summer because they don't like him at Arbitron. And, and Hank was number one in men. Even got a little extra bonus in there because the station overall was number three in men, 2554. And so what do they do? Instead of like plugging somebody else in there, calling it the first team, and Joe Rose is gone, and whoever else is in there? Mark Vandermeer? Somebody. we got plenty of people around. Instead of doing that, we got a, uh, a general manager here who goes off the deep end, screws up the whole radio station, unplugs my show at 10 o'clock, which I've been on there for a million years, and here I am still doing the same thing today we did two weeks ago. Talking to myself for an hour. Here's our bogus poll result. Should WQM keep Jeff DeForest? And keep in mind, this is a gator poll which is really juvenile and uh, pathetic, just like him talking all that crap about the Gators all those years, was juvenile and pathetic too. Nobody cared, except for those little children. Oh, it's the Canes and the Knowles, except for those little uh, college uh, football goofballs, which is about you know 5% of the population or less, we hope. Nobody cared. 1,902 votes, which would be a hell of a number if it were legitimate, but it's not. 
probably half of those coming from up there in Gainesville. People who wouldn't know this show if you put a, if you put a Uzi up their ass, they couldn't tell you the name of this show. Should WQM keep Jeff the fraudist? No, thousand ninety five, fifty seven and a half percent. Yes, eight oh seven, forty two point four percent. And there's no way to tell, and not that it makes any difference anyway, because nobody's going to make any judgment based on uh, that. And like Greg Henson in uh, Detroit and any of his other Muppets, uh, if there's anybody else that was away for the weekend like I was, a sports broadcaster guilty in bribe scheme. Popular South Florida sports broadcaster Jeff DeForest admitted in Miami Federal Court on Thursday that he bribed Miccosukee gaming officials to obtain lucrative tribal TV contracts. DeForest, 50, the dry-witted personality best known for his morning drive time, blah, 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 pleaded guilty to mail fraud in a scheme in which he kicked back as much as 70 grand to two successive marketing directors for Miccosukee gaming operations, federal officials said on Thursday. Greg Reed, WQM program manager, said in a statement Thursday, the force will be suspended pending QAM management receiving all the facts. While the forest lawyer said QAM was aware of the pending charges, Reed said the station was as caught by surprise as all of you were at the developments regarding Jeff DeForest. That must be because you got your head buried in the sand, Greg. Everybody else in the building was hearing about it. DeForest will be sentenced in March, but prosecutors uh, have already agreed to a sentence of three years probation, including six months of home confinement. Yeah, they got his, they got him in uh, leg ties, in chains, or something like that. Yeah, they have one of those, you're, see, you're laughing, but they don't have him in chains, but what, they got one of those ankle uh, things around him? Yeah. Those monitors. Just. We're monitoring you. 80 hours of community service and a fine of between two and ten grand. He'd be allowed to leave home for gainful employment of com- or, co- or community service. He also agreed to pay the Miccosukees $18,312 for expenses incurred during the investigation. And that's that. But instead of waiting for all the facts to be discovered, instead of waiting to like, do it like a mensch, Greg Reed again Saturday morning there in the Miami Herald and Barry Jackson's a fat-faced little column, suspended the force, might not return to WQM, and there's Greg talking to Barry again. Bop, 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 bop. You know, Greg, you're hopeless. You're hopeless. And here's, here's the way I analyze it. This is the way I look at it. This is exactly what Greg Reed deserves. He screwed over those guys. You know, so it wasn't the greatest morning show in the world, but they, they were making him a lot of money. They were making him plenty of money. Ratings weren't great, but they were okay. They came back nice here in the winter book. Everything was going along too well. But instead of dealing with it like a mensch, he goes off the deep end. He fires them, not just fires them to their face, but fires them in the newspaper in Barry Jackson's column. Then he says, oh, well, you're fired, but uh, you're rehired to stay around until we figure out what we want to do. Knowing that they all had contracts and they couldn't go anywhere anyhow. Of course, the problem is Defoe never signed the new contract, like a real, like a rocket scientist. Haven't I been saying that? That that's what I've been hearing, and now it comes to find out he never signed a new contract. So you talk about a guy who's doing the limbo rock at home with that thing around his ankle. That's Defoe. And of course, once this whole thing went down, and then they had their their big powwows in San Diego, and the consultants came up with this whole cockeyed idea of trying to put a guy in here in the morning who thinks he's funny, but he's not. And poor little Carolyn, who wonders how the hell she ever got in the middle of this, I'm sure. Uh, you know, to make a morning show out of that. And so Defoe, once he saw what was in the way, he goes over and he starts sucking around with the other people in town. He goes over to Fox trying to get a morning deal over there. He goes over to FTL. He wants to get on with them over there to get on a sports show. Nothing pans out. And so in their infinite wisdom, with all this stuff going on behind their back, Greg Reed and the Brain Trust here, they renamed the first team Jeff DeForest and the new morning crew is what they do. <laughs> Now, didn't I say 
George, forget about Julio. He's a small, but the big potatoes. Didn't I say here on the air, and everybody thought that I didn't realize the mic was open that one day during some kind of a promo? I said, I think this morning show is going to blow up in Greg's face. Didn't I say that? We have it on tape. More than once, I think. Yeah, did it blow up in his face? Yes! Yeah. Nice going, Greg. You just haven't got your thumb on it, baby. You're clueless. You're clueless. Rome is burning, and you're out there playing your fiddle and selling milk cartons at the Publix. Pathetic. So I just, you know, I I just uh, don't have a clue, is the way I would say it right now. We've re-engineered, we've re-enigged. Can I say that on Martin Luther King Day? Can I say re-enigged? No. The whole station now, based on the fact that the morning show, in his estimation, couldn't cut it for four hours. Now we don't have a morning show. We've got Geldy and the morning skeleton crew. And then the best part of the deal is I'm not here on Friday, and I find out from Muff yesterday, who says it almost apologetically, guess who they stuck in there again on Friday when I was out of town? Joe Zagaki, Joe Zagaki, Joe Zagaki, Joe Zagaki. Yeah, again, Hank's boyfriend, who doesn't belong on the air to say good morning, much less to do a radio show. The most boring, the most personality-less human being in the history of the human race. Wherever you people are right now, there has to be a wall near you, a brick or something. Take a look at it. That Whatever you're looking at, that's got more personality than Joe Zagaki. And the only reason he wasn't on there this morning is because they know that if I'm in the car coming to work and I hear Joe Zagaki on the air on a morning show, I'll turn around and go back home. And that's a promise. It's one thing to follow a weak show. It's another thing to follow no show. Dead air. And believe me, the way we're going in this 9 o'clock hour so far, it looks to me exactly that's what we're doing. Thanks a lot, Greg. <laughs> you got exactly what you deserve. A good stoop in the ass. 26 after 9 at 560 WQM. Let me tell you about our friends at Dial a Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS. They know you... Uh, Neil's been at some of that diet food again. Heard <laughs> 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 anything further on that, Carolyn? Uh, welcome back to the morning sickness crew. <laughs> <laughs> we still only talk about sports at a rapid pace. Now, hold on, Depot. No forced laughter here. Hey, you think that's good? When I was at the track last night, a horse I bet on was so slow that Jockey kept a diary. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Carolyn, about the girl that was raped in the Hurricanes locker room? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks for making the studio smell better, toots. Okay, we got Latrine Comics on the line. Hi, Latrine. Oh, what you doing, man? Uh-huh. Hey, you remember that Smith say, well, ain't nobody knocking down nobody door for trash in the 380 mark or whether, 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 uh, Lamar Smith. Okay. Well, let me tell you, the like, people ain't having no super year in the dollar will be out of their mind to resign both of them. What did he say? Yeah, well, Mr. Smith, I'm gonna tell you. Uh-huh. Two prominent quarterbacks, that's why they signed Ray Lucas and Kay McNair. Kay McNair is our future, get a guy a chance. Ray Lucas gonna come in next year. Ain't nobody gonna knock down people don't give him no lot of cash either. He won't take the next contract we give him, he gotta take what he can. Lucky for the people, a lot of games we lost. He put it in a situation, a lot of games he won't be but he lost more. Thank you for your call. Yeah. Okay, it's time for another funny interactive comedy bit. Oh, boy. Where I interview Goldie Horn. So, uh, Goldie. Yeah? Not you, Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Goldie, what's your take on college athletes who aspire to play Schmear the Queer? <laughs> I think there's a responsibility. Uh-huh. I think there's a responsibility. Hey, that you got life. something against playing there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's how you raise your children. I take umbrage to what you said about grab soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real ice queen if you ask me. Yeah. 
like your wife. Well, let's not get into that. Oh, look, we got the guy with the eyes for the third time today. Hiya, Kenny. Go Gators. Thank you for your call. Ain't this more fun than cutting your balls off with a serrated scissors? Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nine thirty-three at five sixty. WQM. Happy Monday to you. Happy Martin Luther Coon Day. That's our poll today. I noticed that everybody's all up in arms, or at least four or five people, four or five politically correct people. Oh, how come uh, all the businesses aren't closed today? The banks are closed. Aren't the banks closed? Uh-huh. Aren't the kids out of school? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we've got a lot of people in this place who are taking off, like like uh, Muff. You know, here Rome is burning, and Muff's down here in Key West doing God only knows what. But I think I got a pretty good idea. Fiddling. Yeah, he's fiddling it. But anyway, our poll question is, should more businesses be closed for Martin Luther King Day? Here are your choices. Yes, just like any other major holiday. No, it's only a holiday to pacify blacks. And uh, no, plenty of businesses stay open on Fourth of July, Labor Day, etc. That would be my vote. If I'm in business, I'll stay open whatever the hell day I want to stay open, right? Especially with the economy the way it is right now, especially if you've got a lot of that Enron stock. And how come those people aren't all in jail already? Here, Defoe's got to do, uh, what is it, four years at home with an ankle uh, bracelet on and can't call his bookie. And in the meantime, these Enron people, well, uh, they got stories. Kenneth Lay says this. You know, that's Kenny Boy. Yeah, that's what the Bush Bush and his buddies, it was Kenny Boy. And then as soon as all this crap started coming down, oh, he was for Ann Richards. We don't know nothing about him. Kenny who? We don't know who that is. Right. Who the hell are they kidding? So that's our poll question, Eric. Also, I'd like to rip the crap out of New Times, you pseudo-intellectual schmucks over there. What a bunch of assholes, man. Bruce Yarock, our good, close, personal friend, faxes me. And where the hell is the review? Oh, here it is. And why, why would they be reviewing that anyway? It's not a CD that's uh, like a commercial CD. Maybe they released it as such. Well, well regardless. In their uh, reviews of uh, CDs in the uh, J- January 17, 2002 edition of New Times... Jeff Stratton, who must be a real... He's an asshole. ...humorless putz. It says, large-scale political events often elicit Yankovic-ish satiric songs, but Pembroke Pines-based J-Rock Productions' ostensibly patriotic Jihad Rock falls well short of even Weird Al's low standard for wit and humor. I got news for you. Weird Al, on his best day, never did anything like Jihad Rock. Ever. Did he ever do anything that good? No. No. Using the most stereotypically offensive voice imaginable, Jihad Rock swipes Jailhouse Rock for a forced chuckle or two, or not, got my beard and my long white smock going to the Jihad Rock. Jihad Johnny is considerably less memorable, and terrorist nightmares, if possible, is even less. Says, says Jeff Stratton, a real blue nose piece of crap at New Times who should only croak a God wicked death. great, we will bring great Satan to his knees, Allah On my suicide bomb, let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. Got my beard and my long white smock. Going to the jihad rock. Shiite too says to Hamas for get the boys ready for a holy war. Fatah two says to martyr three, come on and kill some women and children with me. Let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. We don't want. Hope. 
Tadunai didn't coming out of his cave. Taliban monkeys start to rant and rave. Black veil women begging in the crowd. But buddies only know ladies allowed. Let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. Put on my bloody white smock. Going to the GR rock. Quick, Mohammed, turn on CNN. Check latest American truth position. Going to the jihad, don't be late. Coming in from every single terrorist state. Kabul, Yemen, Iraq, Iran. I'll be strapping on my suicide bomb. Let's rock. Oh, raise Allah, let's rock. We don't want Allah. Got my beard and my long white smock. I'm going to the jihad rock. Going to the jihad rock. Shiite 2 says to Hamas 4. Get the boys ready for a holy war. Fatah 2 says to Martyr 3. Come on and kill some women and children with me. Let's rock. Praise Allah, let's rock. Got my beard and my long white smock. I'm going to the jihad rock. I'm going to the jihad. Okay, I see that the beast is in a control room now, rubbing his belly, which he ought to be rubbing it after Friday's performance, that the rumors that he ate all the food from Friday's A Balance for Life thing. That was supposed to be for the entire day. Yeah, don't be shaking your head. There's your buddy in there, gave me the spy report, ate all of that, and that was before Ruth Chris showed up with the sandwiches and then went diving into those. And now he's laughing. First he's shaking his head. Nah, nah, now he's laughing with a red look on his puss. Man. And wasn't that the day after I was talking about fat people in denial? Yeah. Tub. 21 before 10 at 560 WQM. Okay, we'll bring flowers to your funeral, okay? Just less like your friend at Crook Lane. This guy never make it to 30. Not even close. Trust me. Not a chance. Tabacalera Perdomo, home of the world. In fact, we'll bring you a big fat cigar, too. How do you like that? Just like Bobby Hull gave that big fat one to... Uh, who did he give it to? I don't remember who the hell it was to. I don't know. I don't care. Oh, to uh, Steve Eiserman. Tabacalera Perdomo, home of the world's finest cigars, is inviting you to the grandest cigar store in all of South Florida. They're located at... It starts at 2.30, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Greg hates you. Okay, 16 till 10 at 5.60 QAM. See, I'm more concerned about one thing. I mean, Defoe, you know, he's not going to go to jail. He's not going to get any hard time, so to speak. He'll still be able to get on the phone with his bookie. And, you know, he'll come down on uh, at least one foot sooner or later. I'm just concerned that this just muck, muckles... Muck, what's the word? Mucks. Mucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. F. With a couple of the other letters I had in Muckle. It just muddies up the waters that much worse at a place where already everybody's drowning over here now because Greg had got in a fit of peak like an overgrown child and uh, screw and blew everything up. He's talking about Defoe blowing a bomb in his face. You a big blew a big bomb in everybody's face here, Greg. And let me finish what I started to say before. Here's this great fall book. Gigantic numbers. Big, big Fat, money-making, oozing numbers. And you know what he can do? He can wipe his ass with it. Because he had a mess with success, like a child. If he would have stuck Mark Vandermeer in there, or the Beast, or somebody, you know, in-house, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about this list, uh, the rest of these people, that uh, Barry Jack has, Bill Zimfer. Do we want Bill Zimfer on there? Get out of here. Keep him in Philadelphia. No. Get out of here. 
Maniac. Who else has he got on there? Some other uh, Craig Menervini at the Big O Orlando. Oh! Didn't we just hear about what a disaster it was during the holidays with the Big O and Joe Zagaki on there? Didn't we hear that? Uh-huh. And Greg screaming it was the worst radio in the history of the business. Uh-huh. But you keep talking to Barry Jackass. See, this is the problem. He can't talk to the people who work here to their face, like me or Defoe or Joe or anybody else. So he goes and talks to little Barry because that's his, that's his level. You know, they say water seeks its own level. Well, guess what? Greg seeks his own level, too. And he's found it, Barry Jackass. A little putz. They, they must have a great rapport, those two. You know, can you just, would you like to be a fly on the wall here in those conversations? Well, so, Barry, what do you think I should do now, Barry? Well, Greg, Mommy's here with lunch now. I'll have to call you back. Pathetic. Just tragic. Oh, here's a scathing uh, defoe hating fact. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pee on him while, you know, Miley's down. What's the point of that? But I'm, I'm also not going to gild a lily. Because when we were at WIOD, he pulled the same crap. Now, I'm not talking about the felony stuff. I'm talking about screwing over the management. And in this case, they deserved it. But over there, they did not. Paxton had bought the station. We're over there in that nice new building. Everything's going along. And then this station comes to Defoe, and uh, they're, they're uh, you know, wooing him. Well, they did the same thing with me, but I had an out in my contract, and they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And like a schmuck, I came here. But in Defoe's case, he left them hanging. He just left them hanging instead of going in there like I did and said, Hey, guess what, you assholes? I signed with QAM. I'm going to be out of here within a matter of months. And then, of course, within a couple of weeks, they said, Okay, we'll pay you off. Get out of here, please. And I said, Thank you. Bye-bye. No, Defoe, what he does is he tells his good, close golfing and drinking buddy, Steve Nickel, Well, I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of that, but I haven't decided yet. I'm going to be in. This is on a Friday. Remember that day? That day of infinite living infamy? Leaves the guy hanging, comes 515 for the sportscast. Is there anybody there? No. There's nobody there. Steve Nickel has to wind up being the afternoon sports guy because Defoe just bails out and comes over here. Doesn't have a conversation. I mean, not like a mensch, like a, like a devious, underhanded schmuck. That's the way you do things, Defoe, and now you're paying the price. So I don't have any great pity for him. I have pity for us. First, the fact that they named it Jeff DeForest and the New Morning Crew. And what did I say? It's going to blow up in Greg's face. Didn't I say that? Yes. I'll say it again yes. and again. Yes. We have it on tape. Yes. Many of you heard me say that right on the air, which I didn't tend to say yes. it. And I'm glad that I did. You could smell it. And so here we are with 9 to 1, which, you know, like I said, I like getting out of here at 1 o'clock. It's almost 10 already. Three hours will be gone. We struggle through the first hour every goddamn day. A major struggle. But, you know, do the best you can. Take the money, including that bonus money. And now you can write it on your calendar. George has got another bonus coming. This will be another game that they can play. This is among the long list of lies that they tell here. When I had my meeting with Greg Reed and his lawyer and my lawyer here about 10 days ago about some stuff uh, contractual with us, with me, and Greg sat there, you know, I was picking that hole in his head saying, well, you know, Neil, you say a lot of things about me on the air that aren't true. And his lawyer, Alan Fertell, who I wouldn't wish on Heinrich Himmler, his lawyer says, oh, yeah, I could make a list here on this yellow pad. Well, you know what, Greg, you're absolutely wrong. Everything I say on the air about you is absolutely 100% true. Right. I mean, why, why waste the time now rehashing the whole list of sad, sad business? And by the way, today is January 21st. You know that check of mine, that paycheck when I was over in Amsterdam, December 24th, was mailed out. Did I ever get it? No. No. Did it ever come back here so they could come to me with the returned envelope and say, hey, look at this? They were, no. No. Must have just gotten lost in the mail. Maybe when they stopped payment, they also stopped delivery somehow. That could be it. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. People speak with forked tongue. 
Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, uh, you're great, Neil. Uh, you make the drive to uh, Fort Lickerdale uh, yep. enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we're picking up right where we left off Thursday. I thought these people were going to talk about what's going on here. You don't. You see, that's not a call to a talk show. Oh, you're great. You make that. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in talking about what I've been talking about here for almost an hour. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Well, let me vote in our poll. And I'm not voting. No, it's only a holiday to pacify blacks. Even though that is true. We don't have any uh, gay holiday. We don't have like uh, Oscar Wilde or Rock Hudson or Paul Lind Day. But we got to have a black holiday. Let's see. Five. No, it's only a holiday to pacify blacks. Uh, no, nobody's voted yes. No, plenty of businesses stay open on other major holidays, like the 4th of July and Labor Day and even Christmas Day now. There are places that stand. Certainly on New Year's Day, because a lot of people want to buy booze <laughs> on New Year's Day. What's that place that stays open uh, every day, even on holidays? Mikasuki. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, those Gator people wouldn't know Jeff DeForest from DeForest Kelly, the old guy from Star Trek. Right. You know Peter Lynch from Fidelity Investments? No. Well, okay, he's a big-time investor guy. He would talk about businesses what they do stupid. He called it diversification, not diversification. That's De- when a business goes away from what they do best. Deforestation? Yeah, whatever. You know, if you like, you, you make great hamburgers, they go, hey, let's try making airplane parts now. They do yeah. that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys are doing, trying to make it a morning zoo or whatever they're trying to do. I, I have no idea what they're trying to do, and I don't think they do either. And now, at this stage of the game, I just uh, I hate to think what's going to happen. They shouldn't try to go after a Howard Stern. Thing. They should keep a meat and potato sports show that people can talk about, and that's it. And then go to you. And you well, the well they, they, look, they have to do one or the other, and right now they're not trying to do either one. They should have continued with the first team and plugged somebody else in there, would have, which would have kept the continuity going. And obviously, the rating show, we had a lot of momentum going. Or they should have just blown the whole thing up and put on a Rick and Suds or Bob and Tom or something like that. You can't, you can't have a show that's neither fish nor fowl. And that's exactly what they're doing right oh, one more thing i got a great when you got a guy trying to be funny who's not then it makes it that much better one more thing i got a great uh, la times article this came out in december this guy ken ham he's building a christian museum in kentucky yeah it a sentence he goes life-size dinosaurs will illustrate the theory that adam and eve lived along t-rex in a biblical blissful eden free from violence animals didn't eat meat in the garden of eden this was in the la times nobody talked to you about this no it's tr- it was also in the I don't central. think anybody in this audience reads the L.A. Times, so I can't imagine. But it shows you that these Christians, George Bush, believes in the same thing: the dinosaurs lived in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, and, and he does too. Have a great bye, day, bye, bye, bye. I mean, why, why keep restating the obvious? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. People who believe in fairy tales will believe anything. Uh, you know what? That's expedient to make their case. Adam and Eve. Anybody over the age of three believe in Adam and Eve? No. I don't think so. Here's Miami. Hello. Happy uh, Martin Luther King Day. And back to you. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking a great place. You know, Defoe's got to do 80 hours community service. Yeah. You see these guys picking up papers along the side of the road. Well, he can go to one of the tracks and pick up all the, uh, you know. Now, he's already been doing that, picking up the losing tickets. He's been doing that for years. He's been turning those tickets over. Hey, how about those Patriots? Yeah, how about them? Nice going, time. Beautiful thing. Beautiful yep, thing. I loved it. You know, it was even greater yesterday. I don't know. I noticed this in sports, but uh, that, those Ravens losing with that Ray Lewis and that big mouth. Yeah, but you, you see, what does that say about the Dolphins? I'm telling you what. You know what the Pittsburgh said? When they said, well, well, they ran all over Miami last week, and the Pittsburgh uh-huh. defense goes, well, we're, we're not, not Miami. Miami. Right. Wow. I mean, if I was In a stereo. Dolphin player and listening to that, man, I'm talk- I tell you, I'd be buckling up my uh, chin strap. Yeah, the right? Dolphins suck, let's face it. They're no pathetic. They're a that. girls' team. Hey, what happened? You know, I was listening uh, Friday, and then what they have a gag order on, uh, on Hank. He never, he never mentioned one word about uh, Defoe in the afternoon. Are you kidding not me? Not a word. How, how is that possible? Yeah. I know George. George was on it all day. Right. Managed, you know, he he, he was he was he was with it a little bit. And then the sports nerds, 
you know, and what's your take uh what's your take on uh you know, your station stands for nothing. <laughs> okay, thanks for the good news. Although Hank was number one in men by a long shot. Nice oh! letter, Humper. Nice going, Fatso. That's right. He had a big book, and you want to know why? That's because I'm back from vacation, from that extended long two-week vacation, or however the hell that goes, for that summer vacation, whichever. That's right. So Hank went zooming up there from a 4.0 to a 6.3, from number seven to number one in men, oh! even with that gambling talk, with what's your take, all that other crap. But I can't believe he never... How, how could you be on this station doing any kind of a show and just uh, slide by and I'm into, I, I don't believe that. Do you believe that? I wouldn't know. No, I know you don't listen to it. I'm just asking, do you believe it? You must have an opinion. Get him out of here, okay, that piece of crap. Ser- no, seriously, get a butterfly net and go, go uh, uh, lasso him in the hallway, that Petey Lenny. Lasso his ass in a hall and lock him up. Put him down there in Guantanamo, a match made in heaven. You know something? If our sales department would do as good of a job of servicing the few accounts we got on the air as they do of uh, running around the hallway, like that, then we'd uh, we'd be in good shape. Wouldn't be doing the same copy we've been doing for the last five years about accounts. Hey, let's do that Mikasuki spot, huh? The Mikasuki spot? And did you ever see that show? Of course, you. Uh, well, I'm asking you. On Sunshine? No. The Mikasuki uh, gambling show with Jeff DeForest and whoever else, uh, Ed Kaplan, whoever else he could wheedle in there that was going to the track that afternoon. Wow. What a show, Defoe. No wonder somebody had to pay somebody to put that thing on a year. Here's a marathon. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Very good morning to you. And back to you. I hope this Kenneth Lee scumbag rots in prison for the rest of his life and they take every penny that he's made over the years. Yeah. And, uh... What is George W. Bush Jr., the, the great right-wing Christian freak? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How y'all doing? Okay. Happy uh, Martin Luther King Day. Then back to you, sir. Oh, good deal. I'm kind of happy because I work with a lot of these hurricanes all day long, so I'm kind of happy for them to be home. Yeah. Give me kind of a vacation. Uh huh. So anyway, y'all have a good day. Okay, y'all too. Here's North Miami. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes. To that guy that's talking about the hurricanes. Sir, let's let's move along. Let's move along. That call isn't worth dignifying. Let's move along. What do you got? What's up with you, man? 5670560. This is just astonishing, shocking, amazing. But I still get paid either way. You know what I'm saying? 9.56, four minutes till 10 at 5.60, WQAM. You're looking for a creative gift for somebody's birthday, new baby, or maybe to celebrate Valentine's Day? Yes. Well, do something really uh, personal and different this year and surprise them with a Bear Graham gift from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Just call 1-800-829-BEAR, and a friendly bear counselor will help you choose from over 100 handcrafted bears for any occasion, personalized just for them, and delivered in a colorful gift box with a card and chocolate. You can choose from bears like the new baby bear, with the baby's name and birthday embroidered on the bib. They've got bears for hobbies and occupations like the nurse bear and teacher bear. For Valentine's Day, be sure and ask about the heartthrob bear, wearing silk boxers with red hearts of the brand new undercover bear. Instead of sending flowers, send a beautiful Vermont teddy bear, which will be enjoyed forever. You won't believe the reaction you'll get, I guarantee you. Order now and have the bear delivered overnight, or they'll hold it and deliver your bear right on Valentine's Day if you prefer. So call Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Tell them that Neil told you to call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. The Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Call 1-800-829-BEAR. 